Welcome to the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Show. Here you will find a variety of podcasts from authors, bloggers, and speakers ready to encourage you on your daily journey. I can't wait to get started. And now let's listen to today's show. Welcome to another production of Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. Dr. Jan Bedell, a.k.a. The Brain Coach, is a specialist in neural development, an author, and curriculum designer. She has spent more than 20 years providing neural developmental brain training services and products through her company, Little Giant Steps. The neural developmental approach for life can change the outcomes for all who implement it. We invite you to follow us on Facebook at Brain Coach Live, also on Twitter at LGSED, or don't forget Pinterest Little Giant Step. You'll have access to our newest product information, and we are delighted to dialogue with all who have questions about releasing the full potential of any child, or those who need to share the dilemmas regarding homeschooling, or problems with struggling learners. Talking with other parents and learning by sharing is great help as well. So now, here's Dr. Jen for today's Brain Coach Tips. Hello again, and welcome back for another Brain Coach Tip. I'm Jan Bedell, the Little Giant Steps Brain Coach. Thank you for coming. There seems to be an ever-increasing number of you visiting these podcasts, and I appreciate your confidence in me to spend your valuable time here at Brain Coach Tips. Unfortunately, more and more families seem to be in need of something to help their children function better. I believe there are many reasons for this phenomenon, but one big one is our cultural practices in raising our infants and young children. If you choose to study the neurodevelopmental approach for life, you can help to reverse the curse of learning struggles and disabilities and release your loved ones to their full potential. It's our goal to get the word out about this life-changing effects of the neurodevelopmental approach and equip you as families with life-changing tools. Please help us with this goal by sharing the web address braincoachtips.com with somebody you know. If they have a brain, they could use these tips. I also want to encourage you to take in more of the previous podcasts that can help you understand your children better whether they are typically developing, gifted, or struggling learners. It's been my privilege for over 25 years to watch the transformation occur in thousands of families as they incorporate neurodevelopment through Little Giant Steps products and programs. Be sure to check out the many free articles and tremendous resources at our sponsor, Little Giant Steps. You can find them at littlegiantsteps.com. Parents continue to report amazing results, which is wonderfully gratifying. My prayer is that you can see some great results through the information that I share here each week. Just as a reminder, we've provided a handout to support this podcast with references of what I'll mention today. You just go to braincoachtips.com and look for number 40. Today, we're talking about one of the newer labels, that have come out. Now there's lots of labels for children and that seems to be what we want to do is label children. One of the latest ones is CAPD. If you have listened to me much, you know how I feel about labels. For those of you that are new to the Brain Coach podcast, 
I just want to tell you our philosophy. We believe that every label is typically a list of symptoms. And if you have a certain number of those symptoms, then they put that label on you. But oftentimes, they don't do anything other than label. And that's the frustrating part. You want to know what to do about it when your child has a lot of these symptoms. Let's look at the definition of CAPD first. It stands for Central Auditory Processing Disorder. And sometimes the label is shortened to APD, which is Auditory Processing Disorder. It means that there's normal structure and function of the outer and the middle and the inner ear. In other words, there's no malformation of the ear itself. However, the person can't process the information they hear in the same way as others do, which leads to difficulties in recognizing and interpreting sounds, especially sounds composed of speech. So this can cause all kinds of issues with reading if you can't tell those tones and also with speaking and understanding speech. Another aspect of this label is a person's ability to hold sufficient information in sequential order in one's auditory short-term memory. We call that sequential auditory processing. We're going to talk about both of these here. This one is where you hold the first piece, second piece, and third piece together and can remember those in a sequential order. In my research about what others think about this disorder, I found that experts in the field think that these difficulties arise from a dysfunction in the central nervous system. As a neurodevelopmentalist, this last statement is totally accurate and a bit of an understatement, as we know the brain controls everything that you do, and the brain is a big part of the central nervous system. We'll explore the symptoms, and I want to help you understand what some of the developmental causes might be as we go through our discussion today. I also found that researchers call this condition a disorder. Now, what does that mean? Well, the definition of a disorder is a physical or mental condition that is not normal or healthy. To me, this just means there are inefficiencies in the brain that can change with stimulation. And that's because God gave us an amazing ability in our brain for when it's stimulated, it can change and produce new pathways that bring new function. Let's do a little background. The cochlea of the ear, that's the hearing part of the ear, it's developed at 20 weeks gestation, producing hearing in utero. It's the sense organ that translates sound into nerve impulses to be sent to the brain through the auditory nerve. Now this nerve is connected to nine cranial nerves, so it's very important to the overall development of a person. Hearing starts in utero, but the central nervous system continues to develop for at least the first decade of life. Now this can be a big problem if the child is prone to ear infections. So if they have a lot of congestion and they have fluid on their ears, this could be a real problem changing the tones that they hear. If you want to know more about that, I did a podcast last week about ear infections. It's number 39. You want to check that out if you have that issue in your home. I've worked with many parents that had children with these kinds of issues, the auditory processing issues, 
and they have a common thing. They often wonder if the child has the correct hearing, and they always take them to get an audiogram to test for their hearing, and they find that their hearing appears normal, but there is something definitely wrong. Other symptoms of auditory processing are having trouble paying attention to and remembering information presented orally. You know, this may cause them to be visual learners because of that. In the podcast Foundation of All Learning Styles, number 8, you'll find out more information about that because it's really important for certain information to come in the different channels, so you want them to be good at all the learning styles. Another symptom is that they have trouble carrying out multi-step directions given orally. They often need to hear one direction at a time, and that's the coping and compensating that's usually directed by people that are experts in this field. They want you to cope and compensate. We suggest that you do something about it so they're able to take in more of these multi-step directions. We're going to be talking about the solutions soon. Another symptom is they have poor listening skills. They oftentimes need more time to process information. I had one client that had this teenage daughter, and she would tell her something, and pretty simple, something pretty simple, and she would just encounter this blank stare and a very slow response from from the child. This was very frustrating for the mom, and she was thinking that it was a behavior thing. But what was happening is this individual was trying to fill in the gaps of what was not understood when her mother said something. So if she said a particular word and it didn't make sense, the brain kind of gets stuck there, has to interpret it by context, and then they can respond. So if you find that you have an otherwise obedient child, but sometimes they just get stuck and can't answer you, you might consider that this is an issue for them. Another thing that happens with this disorder, they have low academic performance. This can also get them other labels from these inefficiencies or a combination of this and other inefficiencies. They often have behavior problems. This may be interpreted by the parents as behavior if they can't follow directions, for for example. Then you may just think that it's a behavior issue. They often have language difficulties. They confuse syllable sequences and have problems developing vocabulary and understanding language. They have difficulty with reading, holding pieces of information together, especially if they're learning to read with phonics, and you can imagine the compounded effect if they're not hearing the sounds correctly and they're trying to sound out a word. It wouldn't make sense at all. They often have comprehension issues. Again, that's holding the ideas together. The whole thing about auditory processing is holding pieces of information together and getting those tones correct so that they hear the right thing. This affects spelling and it also often reduces their vocabulary because they're just not picking it up naturally in their environment. If there's trouble with speech sounds and understanding speech sounds, in the neurodevelopmental realm we call this tonal processing issues. So the ear is hearing but the brain is not interpreting those sounds correctly. Again, I was saying earlier that a lot of times our societal practices cause many of these things, and we have to look for the neurodevelopmental dysfunction so that we know how to fix it. 
Let's look at the overall development that occurs during the creeping and crawling stages, which you might think don't have anything to do with hearing, but are actually very important. Let's think about this. When a child is down on the floor, they're at a different level than the person speaking to them. The sound localization, where is that sound coming from, develops at this stage. The direction of the sound. The mom talks. She's behind the child. She's in front of the child. She's beside the child. She's on their level. She's above their level. It's coming from the other room, so they start to understand distances. Also, the acoustics of each room where they are is very important. Some rooms echo, and some are carpeted and are very muted. Some have tile, and that gives a different sound. There's these special perceptions or tones come from exploring while you're on your hands and knees, banging on pots and pans, or banging on plasticware. That's totally different. So the person's ability to be free to roam and take in information auditorily is very important at this creeping and crawling stage. Now you may say, oh, my child's way past that and they have this issue. Well, it's never too late to develop this part of your brain. One thing you can do to help is have the child crawl and creep and have audiobooks playing. Like if you had a, a hallway and they crawled up and down, you could have some audio playing at one of the doorways. So they're going to hear it from the right and from the left when they go back the other direction. They're going to hear it close up and far away. So those things really help. And if they're doing audiobooks, those are voice tones that they can really pay attention to and help develop that. You can also do it in a room and just have it on one side of the room. We have to remember the brain's plasticity. It's never too late. And if you're not familiar with that term, brain plasticity, listen to the Brain Coach Tip podcast number 19. It's called Neuroplasticity. It's not a rubber band. Other things you can do to directly stimulate the auditory nerve is through music. We encourage you to use Mozart and good headphones. I'll give you more information about this at the end of the podcast, and it will also be in the handout available at braincoachtips.com. The other thing I mentioned in this umbrella of auditory processing issues or central auditory processing is auditory sequential processing. That's holding sequential pieces of information together in the right order. That's another possible component of this disorder. I've been going to homeschool book fairs for about 25 years trying to get the word out about auditory sequential processing. I call it the best kept secret in education and that's what it was for about 15-20 years. Now, so many people know about it because it's gotten to epidemic proportion and affecting our whole society. I believe a lot of this sequential processing issues or these struggles have developed because of our societal practices. Look at what we do now. We do everything visual. We watch TV. We, we do computer games. We do texting instead of talking on the phone. All of those things are visual, visual, visual. And so we're not developing that auditory listening skill that is holding pieces of information. We used to do lots of reading aloud and listening to radio broadcasts and actually talking to each other. Now we do lots of visual things 
And so because it's been caused by what we do in our families, it can be turned around and changed. The sad thing is the effects of this low processing have caused all kinds of issues in our society, like conflicts between parents and children. Like they're not following directions and you think it's behavioral, but they're just really not holding on to those pieces of information so they can't follow those directions. It causes challenges at work for adults. If you don't understand the big picture of what the boss is wanting or simply missing parts of the instruction so you don't follow through, is not a good thing. This all comes from good auditory processing. There's also lots of clashes between husbands and wives because they're just not understanding each other, they're not remembering all the pieces of what the other one said, or that tonal processing comes into play and they don't have understanding of what the other person is saying or they misunderstand. So we've spent some time understanding what the symptoms are and what some of the consequences are for this issue. But I'm sure if you're listening to this and you have an individual that has these issues, you want to know what can be done. Well, the good news is Little Giant Steps has prepared some tools to help you to change the future of the individual with central auditory processing disorder. These are tools that you can use at home. We provide this because knowing about the issues does not do anything about changing the situation. You have to take action. And because this concept is so foreign to most people, we've provided specific instructions and tools to actually do the activities for just short periods of time each day to obtain the results and the progress that you're looking for. There's several options that will also be available on the handout at braincoachtips.com. One of these is digit span cards. This is a simple game that you play twice a day for two minutes, and the instructions are in there to test and also how to do this daily auditory practice. This is done with a parent, or if you're an adult, it's done with a partner. There's also a sequencing computer program that we recommend, and you can find that on the Little Giant Steps website. Just type in auditory, just the word auditory in the search bar on the Little Giant Steps store, and that sequencing program will come up there. This is where a family can use it. It'll track five different people and keep their levels so you can set it for each individual in your family, and they can get on there and practice themselves. This is really good for adults as well. There's also a little booklet that I wrote. It's called The Best Kept Secret in Education, Auditory Processing. That's a tool that will help you to understand more about auditory processing, give you ideas of games to play, and also help you if the child gets stuck at one level. Sometimes after they've been working on it for a while, they kind of get stuck and they need to bridge to the next level. So it'll give you that specific instruction. And then our latest edition is the auditory mini program. We call it a mini program because it's just a portion of what is covered in a typical neurodevelopmental plan, but it's brought to you on the same educational platform as we use for our full neurodevelopmental programs when we're working individually with families. This has the same level of instruction and the how-to videos for each activity. This program is fully accessible through download and internet access for those listening in foreign countries, as well as those in the U.S., 
you don't have any shipping charges because it's all downloadable. The auditory program contains specific auditory processing games to play each day for just two minutes each and also includes the auditory test kit with the video instructions to determine the current level of a person's sequential processing. As you heard in the examples of poor auditory processing, this is an important skill for every member of your family. Not only do you get the activities and the written instructions, I teach you the activities on video and you see someone actually working with a child doing the activities, so you're very confident that you're doing it correctly. In addition to the actual activities, we're including the download version of the auditory booklet, The Best Kept Secret in Education, so that's included. Not only that, I've included specific instructions for the Mozart activity that I talked about earlier that will help the person with the tonal processing so that those messages that the ear receives are transmitted correctly to the brain. So we've got specific specs on the headphones and all of that is included in this program. This mini program is typically $19.99, but for our podcast listeners, we're offering 25% discount, so it's only $14.99 to have all that individual instruction and a tool to change a person's future. Just use the promo code UHSR, that stands for Ultimate Homeschool Radio, dash 25, and the letters AP for auditory processing. That's UHSR dash 25 AP to experience the far-reaching effects of gaining better processing. That just cannot be emphasized enough, the value of that. Well, that's all the time we have today, but it's been great visiting with you. I hope you will stay tuned to the Ultimate Homeschool Radio, where you will receive more Brain Coach tips to make life and learning easier. Next week, I will have a very special guest on the show that will give you insight into being a sibling of a person that has special needs. In the meantime, please visit our sponsor, LittleGiantSteps.com. They're dedicated to equipping you as a parent so that your child can make the progress you're looking for. Remember, neurodevelopment is a dynamic approach to life at any age. So think differently. The solution is not in the problem. It's not in the label. It's not in the symptoms. Until next week, it's the Brain Coach signing off. This podcast is a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. Subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, Google Play, or any of your favorite podcast apps. Look for the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Show to keep up to date with all our wonderful podcasts. Join our email list on theultimatehomeschoolradionetwork.com. 